So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 298. For what is it, May 16th, 2021? My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. And we were just thrown right in. And are you sure you don't want to do any audio check or anything first? Uh, now we'll be fine. We can we can edit it in post. We will not okay. edit it in post. And we have Andrew Roa McFain. Hey guys, welcome to you can edit that in post, right? I, I. I really hope that I'm not breaking up like that. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. I was like, I tested, I did test that before the podcast. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's just start off really quick. Cyberpunk Monk, where can we find you? You can find me at Cyberpunk Monk at most things online. If you don't want to guess about how accurate that is, though, you could always go to Aroa.website website where my links are at the bottom three or four there. One that I would like to bring interest to is Rita and I's side project. It's Clinton's core classics, Rise of the Rune Lords. If you know what Pathfinder is, the first edition, the module that kind of started it all is Rise of the Rune Lords, and we've been playing through that. We are like five, six done, and it's starting to get really exciting. Yes. Yes, it is. I don't remember where that is, but yeah, it's getting super exciting. Super duper exciting. Anyway, and that, that's where you could find me. Uh, Aroa, where can we find you? Yeah, I can go over to that good old uh, Aroa website where you got all the links to things that do and and don't matter. You know, like uh, like my glimish. You know, like that fucking piece of shit. Um, that's not nice. They're they're trying their hardest, damn it, and and I applaud them for that. But you know, I just. I don't get any viewers over there, and I, I, at least I sometimes get some rando coming into into chat on Twitch. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like Glemish is, uh, not very populated. Right popular. Now. That's that's populated. Yeah. yeah. And hopefully it become hopefully it, it, it takes off, but I'm kind of not holding my breath on it. It is quite amazing to see that they were able to get FTL working. And yeah. I'm still a little upset that they haven't been able to get that on Twitch or something similar on Twitch. Cuz I I Yeah, even if you even if you do the uh low latency thing, it's like it's still several seconds. It's still like at least 5 seconds, right? So Yeah. It's not it's not that good, but you know, they're It's like when um when PlayStation was was number one, and it still is, and they're like, "Yeah, you know that crossplay stuff. We don't need that. We don't care. We're not going to innovate. We're not going to do anything good for the consumers. We're number one. We don't have to." And so other companies had to kind of step up, uh, Nintendo, Microsoft, and say, "Hey, we're going to do crossplay with PC." Anyway, you can find me Nathan Reed Spruth. I'm reading everywhere. So catch me on Twitch. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to about 8 or 9 uh, Pacific time. And then you can also find me on Twitter and YouTube 
And that's mainly it. You can also go to the podcast that you're listening to right now and go to Reeton Podcast. Uh, we are on Spotify, we're on Amazon, and we're very, we're very much on iTunes. So leave us a comment on iTunes and rank us five out of five. And if I see the comment, I will talk about it on the podcast. And uh, let's uh, start with Aroa. Where, Aroa, what games have you played this week? Well, um, I've been playing a lot of Near Automata. Uh, I'm trying to finish that. I have completed my, my second playthrough. Um, I'm on my third now, and it just keeps going. And, like, I, I, I didn't even know about some of what's going on right now in the story, so I was, like, very caught off guard, um, to say the least. And well, fuck if you if you like uh if you like anything that platinum games have put out uh you should really check out Nier Automata if you somehow haven't yet um definitely like if you if you like games that have an actually surprisingly good plot in spite of being like an action game because fucking hell. Uh, also playing Resident Evil Village, uh, which apparently is not being referred to as Resident Evil 8, even though it's ostensibly Resident Evil 8. It's even in the logo. Well, and, um, and, and it has the character from Resident Evil 7. Like, it's, yeah, af- it's like, it's after, obviously, yeah. A, yeah, it's a direct sequel. Like, I don't, I don't know, but that's their marketing. So I guess that's what they're doing with it uh it's really good it is a really good resident evil experience um definitely succeeds in evoking the feeling of resident evil 4 uh and that's that like that's kind of what it seems like they were trying to go for is is making resident evil 4 x2 um and yeah it's it's good um i'm not super far into it uh that said uh i've seen where you can like speed run it in a couple of hours so uh it might pick up very quickly here uh definitely the thing that that just happened to me in the story i did not think would happen so soon so um yeah that might be i'll be going slept, along you uh, slept with the nine foot tall lady didn't you i didn't see it coming to be honest you know <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I knew that they were leaning into that pretty hard, but whoo, just the, the the whole like the the quick time events and the fact that it lasted twenty five minutes, like really really crazy. Um, yeah, that's like it's, eight uh, times eight times the normal uh, hookup time, right? Is it? I I I guess I don't know. Uh, I is just it imagine. Now? I imagine it being like the God of War. It's not twenty-five times longer. Um, I, I yeah, yeah no. Yeah. It, the God of War where you just not... smash the thing and it sees the bed move back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a lot more like the hot coffee mod. Um, oh, okay. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, other thing. Um, real quick, I played Dead by Daylight last night with uh, with the family. Yep. Um you know, it's it's just like I remember it. It's uh 
a solid like 6.5 out of 10 experience and um hey what else do you want i guess uh i tell you what i want i want friday the 13th the video game but with the killer variety from dead by daylight that that's what i want that would be um, more fun please yeah. somebody make that game um because I really just want to be able to go around and uh, role play as a serial killer uh, hunting down teenagers in the woods. That's that's what I want out of a video game. You I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have to admit this to the world, but I, being J- Jason? Jason. Is it, from J- is it Friday the 13th? Yeah. Okay. I get him and Michael Myers mixed up because they're literally the same character. Right. Um, but I, I like being Jason and chasing people around and being able to be a cringy motherfucker and or Mike spamming just that those were some of the best days of my life. Please give it back. Well, I'm just going to throw I've this. I've learned a lot about Aroa. <laughs> I, I was going to say that uh, he doesn't really need to role play that. He could just just make it happen. I think because he role played that now it is, you know, that, that was the practice. That was the, Oh, okay. That was the tryout round. That's where he gets to try out the one liners and, you know, see if the quick routes better than the preferred route. And, you know, this is a safe environment for a road of practice for when he one day snaps and, uh, once and for all teaches those damn kids to stop messing with his lawn and property. I am going to, uh, just put this out there as a disclaimer that we are actually not encouraging Aroa to become a serial killer. Uh, if anything, that would cry for help. <laughs> yes. You know, it's uh, funny and... that you give me these these thoughts. So, Cyberpunk Monk, what games have you played this it's week? It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, unless uh, life emulation fashion, I've been playing a little bit of Space Station 13. I've almost exclusively just bartending lately, which is fairly relaxed, which is just what I've been looking to do when I play this game. Uh, and in addition to that, I've been playing some XCOM 2, and it sure is starting to feel like XCOM. I put an hour or so aside to play a game called Red Faction for the Switch, because I never played the original, and everybody says it's a great game. What, you mean Gorilla? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Everybody says it was better online, and I can believe the appeal. But, you know, walking around with a big old hammer sure is fun, too. Oh, they, yes. didn't, they didn't put the multiplayer in the, in the re-release? There is multiplayer, I just don't have Switch online. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. I don't know. I, th- I think the online was okay. It wasn't what I enjoyed the game for. I enjoyed the game for driving vehicles through buildings. Yeah, I already did a little bit of that, too. <laughs> um, it rewards creative ways of making things go explode. I surrounded a tower with a whole bunch of explosives, and it turns out I was just a little bit too close to it still. Well, yes, that, uh, that, so that was fun. I played. I... Go ahead. Uh, I really hope that, like, whoever bought the rights to that that game and the technology underlying it, I I hope that they do something else with it because they're. I've never seen another game that does destruction that well. No, definitely. I I could think of close contenders, Black, which was a a really, really late lifestyle, uh, two or three gens ago game. It was all about big destruction. It's, it impacts the engine big time. 
Maybe Revengeance. Kind of. Not really. It's not the same. Uh, I've also played Cyberpunk 2077 again, uh, except this time I'm playing with uh, messing around with memory editors. And I am become death. <laughs> As Were you can you... imagine, this is... Weren't you already dead? Like, I, I know by the end of the game, I was just one-shotting everyone. Like, even yes. bosses, like, were pretty much done. Except now I'm, like, level 13 with almost 30 street cred. It's it's not about making the game a challenge. It's just about, like, picking up the achievements that I missed the first time around and the different ending and stuff like that. So I'm I'm just having fun with it. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, I, and, I, it, does it run better now that it's patched? Um, no, not really. Oh, now are you gonna get? Uh, are you gonna get the version when it inevitably, inevitably, inevitably releases on the Switch? No, absolutely not. It won't. It won't release. I don't. I I think it would make the Switch explode trying to run that game. But maybe yeah. the Switch Pro. Maybe. Yeah, if that ever comes out. Uh, did you play anything and then, else? Yeah, and then Mass Effect came out. Oh, yeah. How's the, that? Uh, the Legendary Edition. I'm about three hours into my, my playthrough of it. It's it's still got that old world charm. Uh, it makes me think of when games were good, definitely. Uh, and... Just the, the, the amount of freedom that you get with the choices in dialogue. It, uh, for, for example, I was watching a buddy of mine play Fallout 4 yesterday for a while, and... Progressing in a mission to Fallout 4 as opposed to progressing in a mission in Mass Effect are not fair playing grounds. Well, here's my question. Is the is the elevator sequences shorter? Are they shorter? It's funny. I actually had a comment on that. My favorite part about this is now when I go from C-Sec in the Citadel to the Palace side or whatever that elevator, the, the, the upper floor is, every ride is conveniently exactly how long our conversations or ads are. <laughs> wow. As soon as they're done talking, you're there. Well, that's good. I'm happy about um, that. It's <laughs> unfortunately they, used to they take added a long in. Time. I yeah. I was gonna say unfortunately they added in 35 minute conversations. No, no, no. It's it's all the same stuff, and you could skip them if you want to. I haven't actually done that once yet. Um, well, that's I'm still good. just getting all the party together. I'm still fairly early on, so uh, stay tuned to hear more about that. And how much is it? Fifty bucks or is it sixty? It's sixty bucks, but you know it's it's three games. That's that's fine. And three long games at that. They're not they're not short games that you're playing there. So you're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Uh, do you have a Warhammer story to tell? I do. Um, could you edit in the Warhammer music? Maybe like just four bars of it or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold on, just a second here. Where yeah, did re- it go? Doing this in post. Yeah. If yeah, it's gonna yeah, be a pain in the ass, you don't have to do that. I can't, uh, Nathan can't find the sound. Uh, Damn it, Nathan, you messed up big time. It was me. It was all uh, me. Uh, hold on, Nathan will find it. Nathan's got it. Here we go. Edited in just in time. Well done. Finesse and everything. Uh, this week, so actually, I don't want to talk about this week. First, I want to talk about last week. Played my first 1500 point game against Thousand Sons and got creamed. But I was like rushing to paint my models to get in time, and I just got 1500 points. I was like, all right, let's roll. This week, we upgraded to 2000 points. 
So I had another 500 points worth of units to be responsible for that I didn't have painted or assembled or nothing. So on top of all those video games I mentioned earlier, I've also done a whole bunch of painting. And I, I didn't manage to get to a full 2,000. And I think that's why I ended up losing the game. But I had a 2,000-point battle where I was assaulting against Tyranids, which are basically like Zerg, I guess. You could think of them like that. Uh, there was a whole bunch of objective points we needed to get to and raise in order to get points. And what happened was the Tyranids can do things like move twice and then charge on their turn. So they went first, and they were all at the deployment zone. And I was like, well, the objectives would be nice, but now I have a bug infestation to deal with. And I dealt with it pretty well, all things considered. But that's not how you get points in a point-based game. So I ended up losing by like 8 or something like that. It was a really close one. I had a blast. And I figuring the last no month idea. or so of games have been miserably bad for me. It was a welcome it was a welcome loss. A welcome loss. Good. Well, I'm happy you had fun. I don't know what a point game is. Please don't take the time to explain it. Well, you see, uh, <laughs> you know how in like Halo Slayer, you get points when you kill other people and um, you you know capture the flag or oddball. Your, it's more objective based. Yeah. The the newest edition of Warhammer is objective based, so you're you're doing things to score points instead of just kill them dead. I see. So I'm going to move on to me and talk about the games I played. Actually, funny you mention that, I played Halo on Monday. And uh, it's good. It's good. So I had fun with it. I, uh, I'm okay. Sometimes I do really well, and sometimes, as you know, I do really, really poorly. But the game is fun. I wish I had friend to play that with. Cyberpunk Monk. I don't hey, know. Whenever I... you're ready to play the campaign of two, I'll reinstall it. I have but it installed. I know, I know you're not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. That's I know you're I mean. not ready. So whenever you're ready. Okay. Whenever I'm, re- you're like, will I will I be ready after you're done with Mass Effect? Is that what you're implying? Whenever I mean, I'm, you're, ready. I'm ready to go when you are. Whenever you're ready. Okay. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I played some more of Saga Frontier, which actually, uh, quite funny that Aroa talking about near uh, Automata where he was talking about how there's multiple endings and it keeps going. Well, with with Saga Frontier, the whole the whole basis of the game is that you get to choose one of seven characters and play through their story and then you start you can do a new game plus and start as a different character and do their their story. And sometimes those stories intertwine with uh, the other characters, so you can pick up the other characters that you may have leveled up in a previous playthrough on your new character, and that's pretty cool. So I'm on the second character I'm playing, Loot, right now, and I should be able to beat that on Tuesday, should be able to beat his story and then continue on. I guess, from what I read on Reddit, that the story I started with was the longest story, which takes about 10 to 12 hours. All the other ones take about three to five hours. So, and with the new game plus, which wasn't in the original PlayStation version, it's going to be really easy to just take those characters, get the get the characters that I have leveled up from previous playthroughs, and beat the game really easy on those other characters. 
which I know is a little different than Automata, but playing through multiple times on different characters is kind of what you do. Is it parallel to the same timeline in Automata, or is it like afterwards that you're playing through it? Uh, well, um, the, uh, yes. I, that doesn't answer my question. So, okay. Very like marginal spoiler. Then, um, the first time you play through it again, it is parallel to the first story. Um, and then when you play it through again, it's afterwards. Okay. Okay. And I don't know what happens after that. I remember when I was... Uh, there are 26 different endings, by the way. Right. You, but when it, a lot of those endings are parody endings. Like mm. the F ending. Yeah, there, there, are, there are a couple, right. uh, at least, yeah. Uh, but which, which better damn well mean fish ending, if I recall correctly. It, it does. Uh, yes. Yep. So I think Saga Frontier, I think it only has the seven different endings. And I beat it as the the Power Ranger character. And that was pretty cool because you get to transform into a Power Ranger. But it's funny. I figured it out because sometimes they won't let you transfer, transform into a Power Ranger. Uh, until all of the humans die in your party... In which case you can then transform because they're not supposed to know that you're the the Power Ranger. And so at the very last dungeon, it's really stupid. The very last dungeon, uh, a ship blows up, You, which it had a really terrible puzzle. But the ship blows up and everyone gets off the ship and they're like, oh, where's Red? And he's like, oh... You're you're in the Alkaiser uh, mode, the Power Ranger mode, and he's like, "Oh, Red got knocked unconscious, so I'm here in the party now." It's like, what? What? How does? How do they Thanks, not great know? Say a man. Exactly. Like, <laughs> pretty much. Like, wait, wait, but shouldn't they know at this point? No, they're still nope. Gohan had something to take care of. <laughs> I I always loved it in. And then we'll move on. But I always loved it in the original Power Rangers show because in the the um, in the Japanese version, they had the Green Ranger was like living in a cave, and he could only leave the cave for up to twenty four hours, otherwise he died. So they didn't have a lot of Super Sentai footage for the Green Ranger. So before like a battle would happen, he would be like, "Oh man, I gotta go study. See you guys," and just wander off. <laughs> and it was always like he would show up at the very end and help out, and then go back into his cave in the Japanese version. Anywho, uh, the last game I played yesterday. What game did I? Or pl- uh, uh, I apologize. The game I played on Friday. Oh yeah, Super Squad. That's what I played, and it is in in alpha slash beta right now and uh i hate to talk bad about games that are made by like small studios like that so i will just say that i didn't have a ton of fun with it um but also it was incredibly difficult to get into a game because it appears nobody was playing the beta which is 
unfortunately, a little dis- depressing. Yeah, unfortunately, a little disconcerting for the development team, right? Like, if there's not a ton of people playing in your beta when it's free, and you're handing out codes left and right, what possibility do you have that this is going to take off when it actually releases? And I won't say that it it was terrible because it wasn't functionally bad. I just didn't like a couple of the uh, the choices that they made. Which we also didn't get a whole lot of opportunity to try things out. That's true because I couldn't get into a fucking game. Um, <laughs> but like you can't. It's an isometric shooter. Uh, kind of like. Uh, what what were we comparing it to when we were in the chat? Because it's isometric shooter, uh, but it's also like points based. It's, it's Overwatch and TF two. Like yeah, it's 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 another hero shooter, but this time it's from a top down ish perspective. You know, right? Like and... it's kind of, it brings to the table the same sort of thing that Smite does except i don't really it's not the same change that that it it, like it's not as fundamental because there are already other mobas that do the same thing right and a lot one thing one cool thing is that a lot of the developers were going into streams and talking to people who were streaming the game and they actually came into my stream and we're talking to us and you know we had mentioned some valid criticism and we're like, Hey, and we're, I was trying to at least be somewhat positive about it. Not just be like, your game sucks balls because that's not a good thing. Uh, but like the camera moving, you can't zoom in or out. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're, we're taking things into consideration. That's why we're coming into the streams and listening to people and seeing what they have to say. And I was like, well, that's nice. And they seem like cool people. So hopefully they're able to, implement a lot of those changes and see what and we can see what happens there i did kind of like the art style because it is kind of like you're playing with um like action figures kind of yeah uh so okay, i, I like do that. think that it it has it has the potential to do something um they just need more exposure and uh that will hopefully fix the queue times because hopefully. really they just need people to be able to play the game yeah, and it's hard because when there's not a lot of people in the queue and then it's like you have to find 10 people to play the game because you can't start a game without 10 people. Uh, and then it broke. There was a bug, and they actually mentioned it in my chat. Um, and I actually mentioned something to you specifically in my chat when, when you uh, right before you left or right after you left. Um but yeah, so I think the camera control would be a little bit better, and I think it would be really good if they got some more exposure and upgraded it quite a bit. So hopefully it will be better in the future. Anyway. What, what did they say to me? Uh, let me look it up on my Twitch. I was... Did they say, go fuck yourself, you little no, bitch? No, 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 no. <sighs> let me see if I can find it, because... Uh, nope. My chat was, was deleted. I can't see it. I can't see it. I can't see it. And my chat bot won't let me zoom up. They're UK based devs, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. So I can't, I can't see it. 
we'll I'll figure it out at some point. Oh, sorry. Oh, that that's the volume. It was about, uh, sorry to hear about the volume. We've been experiencing a bug where the audio sliders aren't setting correctly. We're working on a fix, but for the moment, you'll have to turn it down in the Windows Volume Mixer. Oh, because you had mentioned something about volume in the chat. Yeah, I, I also just think that there's something fucking weird going on with Windows and and audio settings, but. Yeah, it very well could be that. Let's move on to some news stories, and then we'll continue, and then we'll uh, end the podcast after after that hour or so of talking about news stories. So, LucasArts classic Zombies Ate My Neighbors is heading to current consoles this summer. Oh uh, yeah, I really like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. One of my is favorite it games. Gonna be shit. Probably. I hope not. I've been saying this needs to come to Switch since it came out. It says here. Wait, from... it's it's just a direct port. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, right? I, I'm actually I'm totally fine with that. It says mm-hmm. with Nostalgia help from the developer. It is with uh, help from developer Dot Emu, Lucasfilm Games will release an enhanced version of Zombies Ate My Neighbors on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation Four, PC, and Xbox One, June 29th. The 16-bit cult classic. Will become bundled. Uh, I'm sorry. Will come bundled with its 1994 sequel, Ghoul Patrol. Oh, that's. I didn't cool. even know that existed. Uh, mm-hmm. I I vaguely remember it existing, but I don't. It wasn't as popular as Zombie Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. Uh, released in 1992. I cannot speak today. I apologize. Released Luis in 1993. 1993, and between other LucasArts classics like. Day of the Tentacle and Star Wars The Fighter or Tie Fighter. What the fuck am I saying? Zombies Hit My Neighbors we, tells the story of. Start pro- over. No, no. So uh, we watch we- anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, you you go through the levels and you kill zombies, and it it's not just zombies because you get vampires and vampire bats and werewolves and uh, there's giant like an babies. ooze giant baby. There's a like an ooze on the ground. Uh, there's like plant life on the ground. There's mermen. Like it's not just zombies. I don't. It's monsters ate my neighbors. It's more likely like it. Uh, you'll have the chance to buy zombies ate my neighbors and Ghoul Patrol together for fifteen dollars on the N- Nintendo eShop, PlayStation Store, Xbox Game Store, Steam, and GOG. And if you want a physical copy of the games, you're in luck. Limited run games will sell copies for select current and legacy platforms. I am, that's like the one game from limited run games. I've actually been like, wait a minute. I might want a that physical was, copy. That was going to be my exact comment. My old coworker used to buy stuff from limited run games. And I finally found a game where I'm like, huh? Well, well let's see how much it costs. Yeah, because right now it's fifteen bucks. That's a, I think that's a pretty fair price for yeah, a fifteen bucks. I'm gonna pick that up day one. Yeah, even hope, if I play it for five minutes, that'll be worth it. I do hope that there's crossplay available between all the different consoles and PC. I That'd doubt it. I kind of doubt it, but I would like that just to be able to play uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors with my friends. Of course, we could always just play Zombies Ate My Neighbors by like getting a Nintendo Super Nintendo emulator or Sega Genesis emulator and doing netplay. But I think it would be better on 
uh, a modern enhanced version. Anyway, did you ever play that, uh, Roa? I have. I'm. I don't. I, I don't like. I don't like these games. I don't, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like this kind of game. Not my thing. All right. So, oh, you you would rather be the you would rather be the monster eating the neighbors. That's now, it. Now we're talking. <laughs> Rose ate my neighbors. <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, this is a bit just of a... It's a funny thing that happened. Uh, with, with all these Zoom meetings that are happening, they're, they're starting to take... As of last year, like all of the court hearings have been on Zoom and stuff, right? Which I know... Uh, I, I, I know somebody who works in the law field and... They've had to do Zoom meetings and stuff. And I find it hilarious because every once in a while, you'll get like that old guy who's like, hi, I'm here. Uh, uh, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. And oh, yeah. uh, this one was a, it, I watched the video, but basically a guy comes in to the Zoom meeting and he's uh, being tried for uh, drug paraphernalia. Which I think it's silly, right? Like, he had bongs and stuff. And so he pled guilty to it, ended up getting a $500 fine, I guess. But uh, he comes in, and the judge is like, hey, uh, what's your name? And the guy's like, yeah, uh, me? And he's like, yes, you. And he's like, my name's uh, Nathaniel Saxton. Or Saxon. And uh, the judge says, so your name, uh, it's not Buttfucker3000? <laughs> Uh, your name's not buttfucker 3000 you yo-ho <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um he says logging into court with that as your screen name what kind of idiot logs into court like that and it's funny because you can you can see by the guy's face he's like oh no <laughs> my display name is buttfucker 3000 and so the judge put him into like this virtual waiting room until the yeah. time came for him to speak to the the in, the stupid person with the stupid screen name, uh, at the end, the guy was like, "Oh, I I never I never put that as I never put that anywhere." And it's like, "Yes, yes, you did. You just forgot to change your display name from Buttfucker Three Thousand to your actual <laughs> name, idiot." You used Zoom once eight months ago and completely <laughs> forgot about it until you needed to for your state mandated court appearance. <laughs> You That's know, why I've, I uninstall Zoom every time I use it. I've had times where uh, when I was working at Sony, people would have to set up their Adobe account. And I would go up to them and be like, hey, just so you know, we need to update Adobe. Uh, it's, it's out of date and uh, there's some security patches we need to update. And they'd be like, oh, okay. And we go to the Creative Cloud, and they would be signed out of Creative Cloud. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is the username and password you set up when you first uh, started Adobe Creative Cloud, when you first got here. And they're like, oh, I never did that. And I'm like, no, now you did. You, you did set them up. You just need to fucking do it now and actually get it, get it reset. And... Uh, I, I imagine it's something like this where the guy was like, I never used Zoom before. Like, I never set this up. And he totally did. He totally did set it up 
with the username buttfucker3000. <laughs> so if you set up he, an account. He did, he did say that, too. He was like, he was like, I never typed anything like that. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> um, let's move on to some more, more exciting It's a great news. name, too. It really is. Like, I, <laughs> the judge didn't have a sense of humor, and I definitely do, and I would have laughed at that. I would have still found him guilty and charged him. The, I think it was 500 bucks, which I think is stupid. And- to be honest. At the very end of the clip that's provided, there's a dude in the video who looks like they're just about to lose it when he gets sent into that other room. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I, commendations to that guy, because I probably would have lost my shit. Yeah, I, I probably would have as well. Uh, I know that it's in a very serious situation where it's uh, where you're going to court, basically, and uh, you broke the law, but that's still still. Oh dear, you have a, a glass water pipe a glass water pipe or a crack pipe how dare you how dare you have crack pipes everywhere anyway let's move on to some more exciting news uh there's actually two bits of exciting news all in the same category of vr so htc has uh unveiled the vive pro 2 and focus 3 they have 5k displays 120 hertz refresh rate and uh they are very very expensive so Let's start let's start with who this is aimed for. Apparently, this is supposed to be aimed for uh like enterprise solutions and not towards consumers. So, it says the HTC Vive Pro 2 is a souped-up version of the 2018 Vive Pro, uh which was a major upgrade in the ergonomics department over the original Vive headset. The most notable change is the more advanced display that comes at 5K or uh, 2448 by 2448 pixels per eye. It also has 120 hertz refresh rate compared to 90 hertz on the Vive Pro, as well as a wider 120 degree field of view, which I think is, that's actually really cool, having a a wider Mm -hmm. field of view. Uh, The resolution obviously is going to be great too, because it's going to help with that that stair-stepping effect that... I've seen in a lot of games on my Vive because I have the original Vive. I don't even think I have the Vive Pro. So, no. Um, it says the Vive Pro 2 is the first VR headset that supports display stream compression, which is something you'll typically see on high end PC monitors. Do we know what display stream compression is? Uh, I, 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 would, I would imagine. I don't know this for 100%. But it would be something where the data stream going through your DisplayPort or HDMI cable is compressed on the head end up at your PC uh, and then decompressed once it hits the display to be able to fit more data into the data stream uh, as opposed to an uncompressed one. Basically making it so that you can you can facilitate these super high resolution uh, and, signals without needing like multiple cables that are, that are being multiplexed at the, at the other end. So it says yeah, here, uh, in short, it's a visually lossless low latency algorithm that makes it more efficient to use the available bandwidth on DisplayPort and HDMI interfaces by enabling support for higher refresh rates and higher resolutions. It allows it to go as far as 8k at 120 and uh, 10k at hundred Hertz on HDMI 2.1. 
yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy what the that... next paragraph said. Exactly. Uh, and then the next uh, standard of DisplayPort 2.0 will allow for 8K to two 8K displays to run at 120 hertz from a single USB 4 port or a single 16K display running at 60 hertz. Who here is going to buy that 16K display? Anybody? I'm thinking about it. I um, I have uh, video fidelity is really important to me. It's uh yes, I I I look I, forward to your twenty four inch sixteen k monitor. I want I want to run my my Windows machine at native resolution on a sixteen k display, where every line of text is only like four pixels tall. It'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, it also enhances the ergonomics. Uh, integrates a pair of high-res audio-certified headphones with 3D spatial sound. Um, let's see. It works That's a big with, one, too. Uh, you can use all the accessories from the Vive Steam VR ecosystem, the Vive trackers, facial tracker, uh, controllers, wireless adapter, and even Valve's Index controllers, which is a big thing here. The price for the Vive Pro 2 uses the original Vive controllers. They do not give you new controllers with the new Vive Pro 2. Um, mm. I'm going to use the Steam controllers anyway, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's You a, can use the, the Index controllers with it, so, I mean... That is so true. $800 for a pretty substantial upgrade headset? Like, if I you still own the original Vive... Kind of, yeah. The only thing I need to know is is Base Station 2.0 what came out with the original Vive? If you need the no. full kit, includes... No. Then but you need the full kit. But no, you don't. Because you can buy Base Station separately right now, I think. And they're only like 100 bucks for both of them for, but, for two for two Base Stations. But can you just do the original Base Stations and not have to use it? I don't see that here... Whether, Probably not. Uh, let's see. It says, actually, I I can guarantee you, uh, that probably won't work because um you can't get uh vi you can't get uh trackers like two point trackers um and use them with the original base stations. I don't believe. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. So, and that's gonna I, I be. I don't think you can. That's gonna be eight hundred dollars. For the headset, uh, and if you need the full kit that includes the base station 2.0 and five controllers, you'll have to wait until August 4th and shell out $1,399. Actually, you know what? I might have that backwards. It may be that the, if you have the 2.0 base stations, you can't use it with first-gen trackers. Maybe. I'm not sure. You can look that up while I we read through the rest. I think that would make more sense, thinking about it, because... It's actually the headset that's doing the tracking. Uh, so it's just the headset needs to know how to interpret the lasers that it's getting from the tracker or from the base station. Uh, HTC is running a promotion right now where if you pre-order, which lasts until May 31st, in a hurry. Uh, that will shave off $50 off the price of the headset if you sign up for the Vive newsletter. And then <laughs> they also announced the Vive Focus 3. This is supposed to be the successor to HTC Vive's Focus Plus, which also has a 5K display, but it is running at 90 hertz, 120 
degree field of view, and hot swappable battery mount at the back. The design, however, is more refined on the Focus 3 than the Vive 2 Pro 2, making it look like a truly enterprise-grade alternative to the Oculus Quest 2. Although, I like this hot swappable battery. That's a cool idea. That is that is really cool. I actually I really like that. In fact, you know what I, I kind of wish they had, which some computers and some like com- uh, uh, cameras have is where you can actually have two batteries and you just swap out oh, yeah. one when when one dies so that you can never lose power. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but of course, it would increase the weight. So probably wouldn't happen. Anyway, uh, the Focus 3 is lighter than the Focus Plus thanks to the use of magnesium alloy frame, and HTC claims it is five times more durable than the plastics that are typically used in VR headsets. Theoretically, this should make it more suitable for business environments where it would uh, see a lot more use and abuse. Uh, Just like with the Quest 2, the main selling point of the Focus 3 is the ability to do, a, do away with wires and enjoy the freedom of a self-contained wireless VR solution. This is powered by the Qualcomm's 5G-compatible Snapdragon XR2 chipset, which is also present in the Oculus Quest 2 and offers 11 times the AI processing speed compared to the previous solutions, such as the Vive Focus Plus that relied on the Snapdragon 835. This is all from TechSpot. Um, that's pretty... Oh, wow. The swappable curved battery pack offers up to 15 hours on a single charge. That's up really to. good. I mean, still, like, ten. Like, let's assume that it's not quite there. And, yeah, if, if it's, like, seven hours, that's still, like, that's pretty good for being a VR headset with yeah. super high-res displays. Yeah, seven to ten hours probably is what you're actually going to expect out of that. But that's pretty cool. Uh, it support, supports quick charging, so you can go from 0 to 15%, 50%, not 15, uh, in about 30 minutes, and it has a convenient LED indicator that lets you know just how much juice is left in the in, uh, the headset. The ergonomics, at least on paper, are impressive. So, uh, it looks like these come with new trackers, too. Um, let's see, removable magnetic uh, front and rear gaskets. Open back speakers with dual drivers so users can maintain some environmental awareness. Although that does hurt our audio quality a little bit, right? If you're if you have the open back speakers or uh headset. Is that just me? It I wouldn't say that it that it is a problem in terms of quality. It just creates a different sound stage. So it it's not going to I don't know, it depends it's really personal preference more than anything. Okay. I, I think having open back for something like a VR headset is a good idea because it allows you to have more of a of a open air kind of sound to everything. Like the normal headset or uh, headphones, like what you're probably wearing right now, uh, where it's closed back, uh, kind of makes everything sound like you're in a closed in room uh, compared to having an open back headset. So that's that's it really just depends on what you want. And I, they probably made the right decision with that. So uh, if you're looking to play games on the Vive Focus 3, you can also use the uh, Vive Business Streaming to tether the device to the PC. 
and HTC is working on adding wireless streaming in the near future. However, the company really doesn't target the Vive Focus 3 at consumers. Even as it still maintains the Vive Port game store, HTC Vive General Manager Dan O'Brien confirmed as much during the ViveCon event, explaining that the company is interested in a different business model than its competitors. Specifically, it's not interested in an Oculus model which subsidizes the otherwise expensive hardware through the data collection that Facebook uses to monetize, monetize users by tracking their behavior and preferences. On the other hand, the HTC Vive Focus 3 is designed around a complete suite of software and services called Vive Business so that companies in manufacturing and education can use it to uh, find the return on investment, their savings on efficiencies, and time to market within six months of, of buying. So I, I believe I also heard that they're trying to find a way that you they'll make it so the Focus 3 can't play games. Like, the businesses can lock it away from being able to play games. Oh, well, they would undoubtedly do that if, if it's an enterprise product. Right. I mean, you you kind of have to do that. So I believe that is also $1,300 for the Vive Focus 3. So it's, what, $1,400? I think adding the... the adding the wireless streaming functionality could really change the game though. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um a, a lot of this is really cool. Uh I I'm surprised HTC is doing so much on the VR front still. I really thought that like the Vive Pro was going to be their Hail Mary and then after it failed they were going to just jump off. But like it seems like they're almost pivoting to this kind of business since they, they kind of dropped out of the phone game a while back. Yeah. I mean, they, they seem to be focusing on this cause they, they used to be like, what was it? Like 10, 15 years ago, they were really, maybe not 15 years ago, but 10 years ago, they were pretty high up there on like the best phones you could get. And they were essentially the Android apple like they were what samsung is now yeah and then they just fell like they just took a nosedive on the phone department and i guess they're just reallocating all their resources to vr so that's good good for them hopefully and i'm glad i'm glad it's working for them because they do have a lot of really cool ideas and they make quality hardware they do if anybody wants to buy me a vive pro 2 uh i will <laughs> gladly accept it and index controllers, because, I mean, just... If you're going to buy me a Vibe Pro 2, it might as well give me the, those index controllers, too. Um, and we're going to move I, on. I, huh? hope that the, I hope that the next index is, like, based on this hardware, though. I'm sure it will be. Or, or I might just something buy better. this. This might be the upgrade I've been waiting for. I, if it, so you still have the original Vibe? I got the OG Vibe. Well, yeah. The I, index controllers. I, I absolutely think that this combined with index controllers is like the perfect upgrade because yeah. it's substantial enough where you're going to see like probably a, a just like it's it's going to be like nothing else could compare to that right in terms and of I, the quality upgrade because the screen door effect is still there on the index headset it's not like it's it's very slight but it's still there so if they have truly managed to get rid of that and the motion blur and maybe they're not using fresno lenses anymore because i really don't like fresno lenses that would be pretty fucking cool I need the fr fresno down. lenses are the little circles by the way 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, I, you, you got to get used to them, but it's I, I, if it's just an actual screen, that would work better. Or I, I, I what I really want to do is I want to take this new Vive and I want to take the index and sit down and compare them one next to another. I don't know if Valve has plans to make a newer headset. I can't imagine they wouldn't not though. Right? Well, I mean, with, that, that seems with the, obvious. With like. I, th- I think Alex is probably still in the top five VR games and like was one of the most sold games on the Steam store for a while. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't want to put more money into that because all it's going to do is just get more people to be on the Steam ecosystem as opposed to the Oculus or no one used the Vive portal, right? No one uses the nobody Vive uses store. Vive no, absolutely nobody. No. But I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking this might just be enough of an upgrade where it's we're we're now getting it 4K uh, per eye, right? 5K. I already closed the article. 5K. 5K per eye. That's insane. It is really good. And, I, and at I, some point, is it really going to be noticeable when it jumps? I I I don't think so. I don't know. I re- so I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember the first time I actually took a really close look at a video game when I was a uh, when I was in middle school and I was like, man, that circle is definitely not a circle on on the original PlayStation. And unfortunately, with the way that the the Vive is right now, the one that I have, I I'm like, oh no, that line is not a straight line. Oh, there's, that's there's not a good. lot of aliasing on yeah. the original Vive. Like the original Vive headset while it was definitely the best headset of its time, uh, its its time has definitely passed. Uh, yeah. And e- even on the index, I, I've tested it, running it at like I've I've done the thing where you can manually set the resolution scaling. I mean, you can pump that thing up to three hundred percent resolution scaling. The display just isn't high res enough, yeah. and I think it's two K maybe. So, um, I. I probably getting up to 5k is where you're going to see resolution scaling actually be able to get rid of the jaggies and things are going to look right if you can manage that manage to get rid of the the motion blur manage to get rid of screen door effect completely which super high res will like undoubtedly um yeah i i think definitely that's like i already thought that the that the uh, the index was the upgrade for me um if i had the if i still had just the vive this would be where i would go especially if they can manage to get that wireless accessory uh going they already have it for this thing they already have oh yeah yeah Vive wireless adapter works with it oh yeah Yeah. fuck it then yeah definitely (laughs) so i mean the problem with it i think that vive wireless accessory only lasts for like two hours um yeah like are you really place now where i don't even mind having the cable i could have it dangle and be far enough behind where it's not an issue i am moving uh within the next month and i will have my own place with a living room and that (laughs) living room is going to be my office that's what that's gonna be so i personally now i know that this is a very niche thing because i just vr is just like it's the end all be all for me. Yeah. Um, 
I want to be able to use it outside. And like, I, I have, I have, am actively workshopping this in my head. It just keeps raining. But, um, I'm I know really I excited. do it currently. I, I want to go there and I want to see you play video games on your headset <laughs> outside. I, I'm going to look like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> It's gonna be a, a summer storm, and Leroux is gonna be out there in his uh, his tent, half blown away with his VR stands on. <laughs> I... Like, I I'm seriously like I'm going. I want to buy another tripod because I only have one tripod. I want to get that and and set up the trackers and everything, and just look like a fucking weirdo walking around waving my arms like an idiot with this big fucking brick on my face. My neighbors already think I'm fucking weird. I know that they do. So that's only going to make it worse. But like, like that's been what has made me consider getting like a quest because I'm like, but I can play game without cable. Like, I don't even, I don't have to do anything like, and, and, it's, and it's... yes, there's the porn aspect, but that's like, that's been the other thing that makes me want to get that. But this way I can have actual like, actual PC VR experience that that isn't struck down to like 75 hertz and running like ass like I, I it would be fucking amazing so, so here's the thing about the quest uh yeah it's not as it's definitely not as good as even the original vive but it's only 300 bucks and yeah. you and you get VR and I would say if you're in, if you're if you've never had VR before, you're on a budget, get and you're like I really want to try this. The quest is good enough for you to have fun. And I would um if if that well, COVID kind of makes that difficult. If I guess if you if you're vaccinated and you have some way of trying it first, I I have always said you should try it before you go blowing three hundred dollars even. Yeah, but um, if it if you can put on a VR headset and don't immediately want to throw up, um, then yeah, uh, it definitely the the little uh, like the Quest and uh, there are there are a couple others that it's a smartphone in a box. Uh, definitely, uh, those those are the way to go. They're great entry points. Those are definitely why Oculus is dominating the VR market. Yes, so. Uh, let's move on to the next story, which is still about VR. Uh, and it, the reason I put this here was because I know... I, the reason I put these two stories was because I know Aroa loves VR. And it looks like there's some rumors coming around for the PlayStation VR for the PS5. Um, it is expected yep. to be called the PSVR 2. Uh, will... <laughs> Will be light years ahead of its predecessor. Predecessor. Um, now, rumored specs are reporting that it will have a 4K resolution, motorized haptic feedback, inside-out tracking, and how do you say this? Foveated. Foveated. I have foveated? no idea. I would imagine it's foveated. Uh, rendering are all said to be uh, features in the next-gen device. Um, it looks like it's going to have. A theoretically, this is all rumored. It's a 2000 by 2040 per eye resolution, which would be ahead of the Quest 2, 
still not as high as the Vive Pro 2. Um, I'd be surprised, honestly, if it if it unless that's like trying to to finagle it a bit. Yeah, because I I think they're going to do what they did with the first one and have it just be one big display. And it seems like they're going to be getting rid of the controllers. The the they're not going to use the motion controllers that they had previously. No. No, uh we've we've already we've already covered what the new controllers are gonna be. They're yeah. they're essentially uh the the Oculus touch controllers, but with I think they have more buttons. Um oh, okay. and they've got like haptic the, the trigger has the little the little haptic feedback thing. Uh and like can can you know increase yeah, yeah. and decrease tension on the on the thing. And I haven't noticed very many games use that. Uh, the only game I've really noticed using that on my Xbox or my Xbox controller is like the Forza games. They they use well, it no, pretty this is, well. That's different. Oh, is it? Because uh, uh, I believe the the Xbox stuff that just makes it to where it like vibrates in the in the triggers, right? And like like you you have a lot more tactile response whenever you're pressing the triggers and stuff. Um, but on the PlayStation five, at least like this is, I'm just getting this from a friend of mine who has a PS five. Um, he said that it like actively increases the amount of pressure required to, to push down on the trigger. That's interesting. I wonder if there's anybody. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he misunderstood what I was, what I was asking. Yeah. Because I, I, feel like that would be a pretty substantial thing that would merit more explanation and like oh but but sony hasn't really pushed that that much i don't know oh, it says here the ps vr2 is said to include a motor that offers dual sense style vibrations developers can use yeah. this to control haptic feedback though one would hope that it's subtle enough to not shake the wearer's heads too violently <laughs> so i i, I would think I would think the way that it would work in a VR headset, um, you would have to have the display kind of sit on a, uh, on like a, a, is it, is it a gimbal? Is that it? That would be what they have uh, on like drone cameras. Yeah. 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 You'd have to have the, the, the screen itself be on a separate uh, thing where, where the headset itself could move, but the screen wouldn't because otherwise, yeah, you'd have that effect. You'd have to do it with the lenses too. So and it looks like foveated or foveated uh rendering. That's uh it uses an eye tracker to know where you're looking and de- it basically makes FOV uh or or, or changes depth of field. No, it's not it's not depth of field. Um it field it knows view. what FOV to re- like render in the game based on where your eyes are actually looking. So like like or not uh, no not not FOV. It's based on the on the term FOV. Th- this is yeah. I'm thinking of uh, so, quality. So here's here's what I'm thinking. It's like uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a uh, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, part it, of the... it is it is. There's yeah. a there's a word for that, and it's slipping my mind right now. And while you while you think of that, I'm gonna t- say the what what I'm referencing is when you're playing Crash Bandicoot as you run forward. Uh, whatever you can't see just gets taken out of 
uh, out of the game. And you LOD. Get, there you go. Legend, Le, Legend Level of Dragoon. Level of detail. Or Legend detail, of Dragoon. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so basically what they're doing, uh, what a lot of games and a lot of system makers have done in the past, which is you only have high resolution of what you can see. And everything else is either low resolution or isn't rendered in the game until you look at it. And yep. it makes it so that the game can run better. Uh, I know Mario, Mario, uh, the new one, uh, what was the new Mario game? Odyssey. Odyssey. Uh, it kind of does this, uh, where the further away you are from things, it pops in lower text, lower quality textures for like humans. You can see stuff. it happening a lot in Pokemon Snap too, the, yeah. new, the new one. Yeah, and it's really helpful for games like or for consoles like the Switch, which aren't very powerful, and so they do it a lot. Uh, it happens in pretty much any game that you see. Uh, it's going to have uh, l like a level of detail as when you get further away from something, it's going to look kind of worse, but you're not going to notice because it's so far away. Um, it uh, says, but it the way that this will do it is it goes off of whatever it is or like where your eyes are looking in the game. Uh, so like it will only render super high details depending on like if you're looking to the left or to the right. So, so whenever you're looking left, everything on the right will look like shit, but it's okay because your eyes can't focus on it. I, we need to make a VR game that utilizes this as the entire gimmick. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just like where you're looking will look amazing, but everything else is like PlayStation quality. So my my feeling is eye tracking, I thought, was probably going to be one of the next big things for VR. And the the idea, now I'm hoping that they are using this type of however you pronounce it, foveated rendering. I hope that they are using that because there is also a version of this called fixed foveated rendering that only relies on the center of your view. That makes sense. Um, so that's not as cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, really hoping that it has an eye tracker built in because that means every fucking VR headset is going to have an eye tracker built in. I know and some of them do. I, I, yeah. You can uh, get an add-on for the Vive uh, okay. or the Vive Pro that, that does it, and Oculus has it. Um, so, like, I'm sure that whatever the next uh, Valve headset is will have it integrated. Um, but, like, I, I have thought for a while, like, that's going to make a huge difference in a lot of ways. Um my favorite, um, my favorite thing is uh, eye tracking. So I, I think I could be wrong. I think that Star Citizen actually has a thing you can set up with eye tracking, uh, but you can also set up your camera uh, to kind of look at your face. And so when you're speaking, your character model will also speak. Oh yeah, and yeah. I think that's really neat. And then also, like uh, we played Star Trek Bridge Crew. And that was a little different. It was basically whenever any audio was coming through, it would just move your mouth, uh, which was fine for a row and I. And Cyberpunk Monk had a um, 
a fan going on in the background, so it just <laughs> showed, showed his guy making was fan a, noise. He was a strange malfunctioning android character. <laughs> so his it just, just kept going. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, there's Data, there's Lore, and then there's me, the famous droid F4. <laughs> yes. Um, it says that PSVR 2 will connect via a USB-C cable and use onboard cameras to track the position of the new controllers, making the setup a lot simpler than the current version. So, I assume Aroa's going to get this if he ever gets a PS5. If I ever get a PS5, I'll definitely get it, but it's going to be a while before I get a PS5, and not just because they're perpetually out of stock. I'm just... I have other priorities. Me too. You know? Most most likely what I will do is... I, I'm a little burnt by the Xbox One and the PS4 because they had the Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro, and I will probably just wait until the Pro version comes out of the consoles. <sighs> It's it's Give not it even years. that for me necessarily, because I like owning the first gen products. Because uh, usually, at least on the Sony side of things, I prefer the design of the first gen device. Um, it's just that like a lot of games are just coming to PC, so why am I going to spend five hundred dollars on a on a PS five when I could just wait and try to get a new graphics card or something for five hundred dollars? You know, whenever those come back in stock someday. Yeah, yeah. I um, I don't know. I'll probably wait until the 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 next version of these consoles come out because you know that they're going to come out with them. Yeah. So, and right now, again, they're all perpetually out of stock. I am one of the luckiest people in the United States because I was able to get a a a thirty seventy for six hundred bucks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Being able to get it for, like, less than 300% MSRP is fucking... I have Ugh. I have a friend who he came over. He has a 3080. He was able to get one. Um, and he's like, ah, you have a 3070, a little baby graphics card. I'm like, <laughs> I, dude, you paid $1,500 <laughs> for your 3080. Considering that's how much a 3090 costs, fuck off. Um, I think... I think the next time that a big hardware release comes around, I'm going to try to get one early on, even if I don't want or need it, just so that I can scalp it later and sell it for like $8,000. You're the problem. Yeah, that's Yeah, don't, you don't actually <laughs> want to be that cancer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I kind of want to make like $7,000 in profit off of it, though. That's true. That's That's fair. I mean, I'll do it with something yet. like uh, I'll do it with something like the next Pokemon card set. Uh, well, actually, I believe Target is. That was actually a story I thought about bringing up. Uh, Target. Yeah, they're is... not selling them in stores anymore. Why? What was the reason behind that? Someone pulled a fucking gun. What? what? I am serious. There, there had been there were there were a number of violent encounters from people trying to get Pokemon cards. and not, Well, Pokemon cards and trading cards in general. I found it really funny that they didn't mention magic. <laughs> um, but Pokemon cards and, like, sports trading cards, there were people getting violent with each other, and it finally culminated with somebody pulled a fucking gun at a Target because <laughs> they weren't able to get the cards they wanted 
and they were trying to get them from another customer. So Target decided they, they started out doing it where it was just you could only buy one pack um, per person. And that wasn't good enough. And now they're just only selling them online. I see. It's going to be really weird when somebody pulls a gun out on their monitor, but that'll be. <laughs> well, I fucking when I was talking to somebody else about this and I was like, what fucking year is it? You know, that like the new Resident Evil game just came out. And everyone's fighting each other in stores about Pokemon cards. Like, yep. <laughs> uh, I'm still like, mad. We're, we're... I'm I'm still mad that I I don't have my Pokemon cards. I had Mew. Damn it. Yes, I got it for free from GameStop, but I had Mew. Uh, and then my uncle took my cards. So I don't anyway. know where mine are. Oh, I know I'm where mine like are. Five years old and drawing in my brother's Pokemon cards, and they, they they dropped in value pretty immediately after. So I didn't think anything about it, and then something happened, and now there's a a Pokemecha happening. Yep, that's how it goes. It's it's so bizarre because it's like feeding itself the 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 current thing because it's like they're expensive because they're popular, and they're popular because they're expensive. It's like Bitcoin, but they're Pokemon cards. Yeah, except for when Elon nothing Musk. matters anymore, people will look to anything to make them happy. I guess. I don't Dear know. God, don't you're it. right. That's what it is. It, it, like, yeah, it's just that right. people have nothing else right now, and like, there's, there's they want in on the crypto on thing. Anyone. They don't understand crypto, so they're like, Pokemon cards. I can I can buy fifty Pokemon cards and open them on on TikTok and then make three billion dollars. Yeah, I'm gonna buy Pokemon cards. Yep. That's that's a uh, yep. Bitcoin's down to forty five thousand, by the by. Yep. Because of Elon <laughs> Musk. But that's that's buy, a story buy for Dogecoin day. to the moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy Dogecoin or um whatever. I, I just I keep on saying this. Things look like the end of Rome too much to be investing in imaginary funny monies. And this yeah. is just me being bitter and not having any extra money to invest. But yeah, same. I, also, yeah. Uh, look at look at the world around you. I made a thousand bucks off of of Doge, so that's pretty good. That was it, not bad. All it's, all it's taught me is just that money isn't real. It really is right. No, none of this matters. None, yeah. none of it's real. Government's gonna want to take a cut, no matter how much you make. Exactly. So, uh, we are done for the day. I want to thank you, Aroa, for being here. No problem. And Cyberpunk Monk here was here as well. No, thank you for being here, Cyberpunk Monk. I'm very upset that you didn't let me do my shadow run minute. I did the Warhammer. <laughs> did you have a Shadowrun minute? Do you want to do that? I today? actually played the last session of Shadowrun that we're going to be doing for a while. Oh, your last session of Shadowrun ever. What what happened? Uh, so it was the most like inspired by real world events and places of any of my runs before. There used to be a nuclear reactor in Zion, Illinois that... It basically got disassembled piece by piece and moved to Ohio. And they had a location there for, like, storing the spent nuclear rods. And for the end of the campaign, they raided the facility and stopped some uh, bug shamans from using it to create roach spirits. It was a whole lot of fun. Uh, nobody died, which I was kind of expecting something to go wrong, but they were pretty methodical about it all. Cool. Good, good. I'm I'm happy. So why are you not going to be? Why are you not going to be playing uh, that again? Because I have been DMing this group that we're 
playing with for like three years now and they're giving me a chance to not always be the dm so we're switching it up oh i see so you're going to be playing the know your role wwe d20 game uh, first we're playing uh pathfinder first edition but we're all goblins ah and then after that someone else is going to run a game where we're pirates all you have to do is die and be reincarnated reincarnated as a bugbear that's all you need to do i've seen it happen <laughs> it's happened once um but anyway Thank you all for being here. We'll be back next week with more podcasting goodness. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.